0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm gonna give you a 15 minute sermonette and I'll finish this thing tonight. I'm gonna read this. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm gonna read this to you. For time's sake, I'm going to jump down in Matthew 22, begin reading in verse number 29, and I promise you, I'll have you out of here very shortly, but uh, the, maybe this is the, the catalyst was the song, and God's stirring, and somebody else needs to hear the word of God in order to be drawn unto him. Are you still with me? Amen. Matthew 22, verse 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. I'm gonna pause right there. This isn't gonna be my typical point poem. That's the problem today. Erring, not knowing the scriptures. Say, do you know the scriptures? I know a lot of them. you know them all? No. If you're listening to one of those birds that say they do, I'd quit listening to them. Because uh, uh, he told Daniel to shut the book. There's some things we're not going to know and he doesn't intend for you to know. And the reason for that is this is a faith book. Randall already alluded to it. It's a faith book. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's a faith book. You have to take it by faith. God don't start out in the beginning of this book trying to explain who he is. He just says in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Take it or leave it, friend. He doesn't ask your opinion, and he's never going to. He just said, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. They err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. This is the Sadducees he's talking to. They don't think he can get up. They don't believe in the resurrection. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. They're not, they're not an angel, but they're like an angel, for they are sexless And the thing that's got so many men and women in trouble throughout this world, history of the world, that'll be removed. But it's touching the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying? Now he's speaking to the Sadducees here that only take the first five books. They take the Pentateuch, that's all they'll take. So he's gonna take the something out of the first five books that they believe in and he's going to prove to them how wrong they are. That's what he does for us. Here's what he said. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead but of the living. Now for the next few weeks I'm going to be on this thought an unnecessary death. An unnecessary death. Things die every day unnecessarily unnecessary death. He's speaking to those Sadducees that don't believe in a resurrection and here's what he says to them, I am, not I was, I am the God of Abraham. Abraham been dead about 329 years when he said that, but he still is God. If Abraham didn't exist, God didn't exist, he couldn't be the God of somebody. But here's God been dead 300 and some odd years and I'm still his God. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac. Isaac been dead some 239 years. Somewhere there about 200 and something years Isaac been dead. He said, I'm his God too. Jacob's been dead 168 years at this time. And he said, hey, by the way, I'm Jacob's God. I'm Abraham's God. I'm Isaac's God. I'm Jacob's God. I am God. And I'm God of the living. Hmm. These guys been dead all these years. And, and you're saying you're God of the living. You know what that says, Brother Brant? They ain't dead. That says they're not here. But just because you're not here doesn't mean you're dead. Here's my introduction this morning. Number one, now, you're saying that we're not dead. You're gonna to have to get it all. You're gonna to have to get the whole series to get this. Here it is, death. Death is expected. Why do you know that? Well, because the Bible said in Hebrews 9, 27, we quote this verse all the time. It's appointed unto man once to. He's How many times he die? One. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. So there is an appointment. There's an appointment for Junior Swafford. There's an appointment for you, Michael Miller. Donnie, you got an appointment. You got an appointment, you don't know where that's at. I've had them early, late, and all in between. But you have an appointment. You've got, and you will not, you may cancel a thousand appointments, but you will make that appointment. Job said it like this. My bound is set that I cannot pass. I'm gonna come to that place. There it is. I'm gonna step in there. I'm gonna step in here. Death's gonna consume me in the natural. In the natural. Now, so what's this? It's expected, but according to Romans 5.12, it'll be experienced. Speaking of Adam, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. That's why you'll die. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why you will die. That's why we have coffins. That's why we have bodies. Billy, Billy Durham said one time, I'll never forget this. He said, when you stand beside a coffin and look in it, you're looking sin right in the face. I agree with that. That's the reason we put them in coffins and because of sin and because of sin we all die. So sin's not only, I mean, death's not only expected, but it will be experienced, barring the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know the scoffer says, where's the promise of his coming? Keep scoffing, you're fulfilling Bible prophecy when you say that. (laughs) Lastly, lastly, and then I'll finish this tonight. But see, here's the problem. Why would you call this unnecessary death? He's the God of the living. Because, listen, I'm speaking of natural death, but there's things done that expedite people's death. Listen, he's the God of all grace, mercy. He's sovereign. There's none like him. There's none higher. But if I want to go out here and step in front of a bus to tempt God, he'll let me die. That's what the devil's trying to do to Jesus in the Mount of Temptation. Take him up on the pinnacle of the temple. Jump off. If you're God, you jump off. You can't die. He said, hey, you can't tempt God. You better not tempt God. I'm gonna preach about that a little bit tonight. You can't tempt God, but you can do things to expedite your leaving. The problem is, that when you leave, in most cases, now there's a few exceptions to the rule, but when you leave, in most cases, it, not only, it doesn't just affect you, but there's a pool of people. It's like the pebble in the pond and the waves just keep going out. And it affects everybody it touches if they ever loved anyone. And you're affected and you're affected and I'm affected. And everyone in that circle is affected by someone that expedites They're leaving. So there is an appointed time. There is. But you cannot, you cannot fulfill God's perfect will in your life unless he brings you to his appointed time. You can't do it. You'll come short of what God wants out of Jason. If you're not here for your appointed time, Now, he appoints short periods and long periods and all different periods. And I can't explain that and I'm not, I can't because I'm not God, but he is. And he's got an appointment and he knows what he's doing. And he brings you that appointment, Brother Irvin. You're not making it yet, but you're gonna make it. He brings us that appointment. And there we are. And when, we, when he brings us to that appointment, then we're capable of fulfilling everything he has for us in our life. So I'm short. I read to some of these missionaries. I wish I could recall his name. He went to the island over there and they told, they told, they told him when he went, said, they'll kill you. He said, I, can't, I, I know they may. And Mike, he, he wrote, this, he wrote this, this, this long letter to his parents. He said, I am compelled of the Holy Ghost to go into this native region knowing that they've only received me with spears and swords and most likely I will sat, I'll be a martyr. I will die in this. And he got in the boat, got off the big boat, got in the little boat, rode his way to the beach. They killed him on the beach. Fast forward some 20 years, 25 years or something later and there's somebody that watched what they done to the guy that never even preached them a message. And I think he was in his middle 20s when this happened. And the world would say, what a waste. He was compelled of God. You better know it's the voice speaking to conscience when you do something like that. But later on, this entire bunch gets saved. Because somebody crawled up on a beach and died one day without saying a word, Brother Larry. Just crawled up there and let them kill him. All he knew... All he knew is that's what God wanted him to do. He fulfilled, it didn't look like it to the world, it don't look like it, but he fulfilled his, he fulfilled his appointment. That's as far as he could go. But look here, when we expedite our leaving, when we leave sooner than we should, we fall short of that. Now I'm gonna talk about something that fell short tonight. And I don't know, this has been been unusual. I prayed God visit us this morning and do something unusual that he has. Answered prayer. Touch somebody's heart. I've been some touched here today. You may be here and be cold and indifferent and this hasn't affected you one way or another. Friend, you need a spiritual checkup. So you're saying I'm not a Christian. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, listen, when the spirit of God's moving, if you're close to the Lord, you'll know it. You don't have to take a lap like Sister Jolene or come to an altar of prayer, but you'll know God's been there and you'll feel him. He will, he'll, he'll manifest his presence to you and you'll know it. Is there anything in your life right now that you'd think would be in danger of expediting? You're, you're leaving this world. Now, I know, I'm not, don't, don't, so the spirit's trying to, I'm trying to be mindful and let him lead me right here. I know to live is Christ and to die is gain. But listen, the gain, the real gains only come if we fulfilled what he wanted us to do. It's not the right we take a gun stick or a pistol and, and, and take ourselves out of this walk of life. No, no, it is not that. His strength's made perfect in weakness. So we may get to a place we don't want to be. And God's going to use that. And He's going to bring you right to that time. That girl called me about Trent. I can't hardly preach without thinking about him. She said, You don't know me. I live away from here. She said, Better watch the funeral. And I got saved watching the funeral. And I know of six other people that got saved watching that funeral. I don't understand that point, but God appointed that time. And he done that to do something else, see? He does that. But don't die an unnecessary death. Don't die an unnecessary death. There are things that we need to kill in our life. There's things that must be, they need to be killed, but don't, don't, don't kill something that doesn't need to die. Is anybody here today? Are you with me? You can, do, you, do you have something as we stand? and She plays, you bow your head throughout the sanctuary. Is there something that's in your life today? That's, 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 that's got your burden down and, and you're afraid this thing's going to kill you. Come and let God God resuscitate, restore, reconcile, revive, recharge, rekindle. I know there's been a lot of movement and people on the altar praying this morning, but this is a different time. This is someone maybe with a different need right now. Do you need that thing right now? Keep it alive, Lord. Don't let it die. He's calling. Call an old sinner. Come on. She's going to play one more verse in chorus. No one moves, and you'll close the invitation. come. Jesus is calling. Are you coming? Calling. Oh, sinner, come home. Y'all pray with Brother Allen right there. Someone else might need to come. Just keep playing, Bernie. Just play on. God dealing with hearts today. He's been come. Help. Don't let it die, Lord. No need for an unnecessary death. Keep it going until the appointed time. Help me. Help me. Hear me, Lord. Praise God. Aren't you glad we got a God that hears us? Aren't you glad that when we call, He'll answer? Aren't you glad for that kind of God today? Hey, some may be tired and weary. In the service, if you need to sit down, you sit down. You need to slip out, you slip out. You won't hurt our feelings. People are coming to get help from God. It's it's why we come here. We come to worship Him in spirit and truth. We come to get our needs fulfilled. Praise God. And that's what He does on a daily. Hallelujah. It's in Him. (laughs) It's in Him. I live, move, and have my bed. I got up this morning. I drew his breath. I took his step. I put his clothes on. I drove his car to church today. I've enjoyed his spirit his presence. I'm in his house with his people and his bride. The family of God gathered together. Praise the Lord. Worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. How good it is to be his today. You need something from him? You ought to come. There's still time. People still praying, still asking, still receiving. Oh, what a God. Just keep playing, Brandon. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.